0: Colossians chapter 3, welcome everybody to um, Morning Prayer, the daily podcast. As we uh, continue this journey through the New Testament, specifically through Colossians Now, chapter 3, we will record uh, and go over go with the uh, chapter 4 tomorrow on the podcast, so be sure to uh, stay with us for that on Friday. Um, you know we do, we read, we pray. Change the world. So let's jump in here. Let's let's read. Um, so far in the book of Colossians, you know, it's one of those prison epistles, one of the many writings of Paul from prison, and uh, he's writing to the church in Colossae, a church that he didn't found himself, but he's writing to encourage them and to keep them from falling prey to uh, false teaching. And um, feel like they're missing out, trying to move, try, you know, being made to feel like they need to move on past Jesus or Jesus and. Um, and Paul reminds them over and over, no, Jesus is it, man. When you want to find more about God, find out more about Jesus. If you want to find out more about yourself, find out more about Jesus. Everything, uh, the whole deity dwelled in bod- dwelled in Jesus in bodily form. So anything you want to know about God's in Jesus. Um, And to know yourself more, know more about Jesus. And so first two chapters are very theological, kind of reminding us who we are in Christ. Chapters three and four get super practical, as Paul often does. Starts theological, then moves to practical. Does the same here in Colossians uh, with three and four being much more day-to-day, living it out where the rubber hits the road kind of deal. So Um, So let's do it. Chapter three. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you on today as we spend some time in God's word. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's do it. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Remember, he's uh, alluding to baptism here. He's using that baptism analogy again. Just through baptism, you were dead and then been raised. It's a symbolism of uh, Christ's death and resurrection. So just as you have been raised with Christ, you are are a resurrected person. Set your hearts on things above. What? Your affections. Set your heart, your affections, your desires. You 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 can't have a resurrected body that desires dead things. Ooh. Yep. That's what he's saying. He said it's not fitting for a resurrected body To be trying to crawl back in the grave. So set your heart on things above. Resurrection things. Things of God. Godliness. Oh, by the way, I feel a lot better today. Notice my throat is not as like, sound like I was in a tunnel yesterday morning. So that camp camp cough that came back with my son. Uh... Yeah, you know, it reminds me of like kennel cough <laughs> uh, that puppies get. You got some kennel cough. Well, I had that, but I feel about I'm feeling better. So thank you for your prayers and your encouragement. So, uh, but I digress back to the matters at hand. <clears throat> Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Where, where, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds, your thoughts, what you're thinking about it, things that you're thinking about, set those things on what's above, not on earthly things. Now, he's not talking about you have to be always spiritually, like spiritual, you know, like everything's spiritual, nothing's, that's not what he's saying. You know, you still, you know, you be, you be able to, you got to be able to carry on a conversation with people and function in this world. But he's saying what the things that are capturing your mind, the things that you're dwelling on, the things that are. Uh, influencing your thoughts are heavenly things, spiritual things, things of the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, joy, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness. Those things are filling our minds, not greed and lust and anger and revenge. Those things and regret. Put those to death. Verse three, for you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I love that verse. For you died. The old man's dead. The old woman is dead. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You like this coffee in this cup. Your life is this coffee in this cup. It's now in God. You can't, you can't all, when somebody looks at your life, you know what they see. You know, when the enemy looks at your life, you're in, you're in, you're in Christ. All they see is Christ. All I see is Christ. Could you in Christ? I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some of it right now. <laughs> Your life is buried with Christ in God. He's, he's surrounding you, he's all around you. <clears throat> um when Christ, who is your life, appears, he coming back. He coming back. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. That's a good word, man. You're going to appear with Jesus in glory. Yep. If your life is sitting with Christ in God, you will appear with him in glory. So so then what? Again, that's what we are theologically. We're in the we're in the best possible position. What's the best possible position to be in? Buried with Christ in God. Mm. It's like, man, I'm in this is a I'm, they put me in a bad position. No, you're in the best possible position. What well, how's that? Because you are your life has been buried with Christ in God. There is no better position than that. Yeah, but I know, but I'm not the boss. It don't matter if you're the boss. I know, but I'm not a I'm not just a cog in the, no, you're not just a cog in the will. You are buried with Christ in God. You got the best possible position. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Therefore, therefore, verse five. Hey Scott, what's up? Angie? Hello. Therefore, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Like what, Paul? Well, let me tell you. Here's some examples. Put these things to death. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Things are idolatry. Why? Because you're they claim to give you something that only God can give. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All these things sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed that's what is idolatry because they claim they make promises that only God can keep fulfillment, contentment, deep soul satisfaction, wholeness. Only God can do that, man. Peace, salvation, value. Only God can provide those things. Verse 6. Because of these, <clears throat> the wrath of God is coming. Now, what Paul tells us in what Paul told us? <laughs> what Paul told us in Romans and what he's alluding to here is that the wrath of God is being revealed upon all flesh right now. How? How's, how's God's wrath being revealed? By letting people have what they want. That's how the wrath of God is being revealed. How is the wrath of God being revealed? The wrath of God is being revealed in this, that he is withholding his his intervention. He's letting people have what they want. You want to be greedy? Be greedy. You want to be sexually immoral? Be sexually immoral. You want to be filled with thoughts of impurity and lust and evil desires? You want to be greedy as greedy as I don't know what's greedy, but something is and it's not good. Be greedy as that. And what happens? It eats you up, man. It it eats you up. Then you see the wrath of God is revealed in that. It it just um, uh, decimates and disintegrates human character, human personhood, uh, human relationships. The wrath of God is revealed in this. He lets people have what they want right now. Verse 7. You used to walk in these ways. You used to be all ate up with that. <laughs> in just the vernacular, it means you you was you was all ate up. You were ate up with sin. You were ate up with it. But you can't be ate up with it anymore. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. Remember, talk about this all the time. People, people say, well, the Bible, you know, the people, the, the churches in the first century, they were full of sin. They had all, they were, you know, and God, Jesus, or Paul, the writers still called them saints. True. No doubt about it. Paul calls the churches saints. And then he goes on in those same letters to talk about all the junk they had going on. No doubt about it. But he also called them to a higher standard. He told them to what? Remember who they were in Christ. He didn't just see them in their wallering in their mess and say, "Oh, that's good. You just stay. You're broken. Just celebrate your brokenness." No, that's a that's a that's a thing in our culture. Every generation has a thing that's got to get through in the in the church. One of the things that that's been that's kind of uh, you know hooked our ankle lately in the church is this this idea of celebrating your brokenness. Now we are all broken. We are all sinful but Jesus came to fix us. (laughs) He came to make us better. He came to bring healing. So yes, we're broken, but Jesus came to make us well. Jesus said, never said, you know what? Your faith has kept you broken. No, what he said, your faith has made you what? Well, your faith has kept you broken. That's what Jesus, now go go and be in your brokenness. No. No! Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you well. Man, I tell you what. So anyway, he says, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but you must now get rid of your old, get rid, also rid yourselves of all such things of these. What what kind of things need to get rid of, Paul? Here's some things. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language, oh my goodness, from your lips. You know, I love Jesus but I cuss a little. <laughs> get rid of that. Get rid of that. Paul says, "I know I love Jesus. I do. I love Jesus. I do. I, but I do cuss a little." But only when I'm really mad. Um, get rid of filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. Since you've taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew. Circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. But Christ is all and is in all. You know what I forgot to do, guys? I forgot to sh- share this on my, my uh, public link, my public page. I just did that, though. Because people be like, what happened? Because some people, some people aren't as like savvy as us, you know. what I mean, so but they can't find the page, the new uh page that's just for the for the podcast daily prayer. So we gotta help them. <clears throat> Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Um verse 12. I like to see that. I like to see the people trying to clean up their mouth. I know it's hard, it's hard. People get you, 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 sometimes you just, it comes, you know, they get you and it's hard. Verse 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, you chosen, man, you know that? You need to know that today. Some of you don't know that. Some of you don't feel that today. You need to hear it. You're like, I don't feel, I feel, I feel forgotten. I feel overlooked. I feel like just a, you know, just a, a bit or a bite in the big machine. No, 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 no. That's not who you are. You are chosen. You are God's chosen. You are dearly loved. Therefore, as God's chosen people, and we are, as the people of God, we are chosen, holy, and dearly loved. You're dearly loved, man. Woman, you're dearly loved. Child of God. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, Gentleness and patience. Put your clothes on this morning, man. Look, hey, you getting ready to go to work? Put your clothes on. Somebody like what? Well, somebody, somebody at the mirror just. Went, well, Pastor Terry can see me. <laughs> uh, so, no, no, I can't see you. Don't just relax. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Bible says, put your clothes on. You're going out to you going out and face of the world today. Put your clothes on. Which clothes? Compassion. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Put your clothes on. Some of y'all step, sometimes I do too. I storm out the door. I don't put my clothes on. I mean, what I mean is, I don't put this on. I got to put my compassion, my kindness, my humility, my gentleness, my patience. I got to put that on. What does that mean? It's, it's Jesus. It's the characteristics of Jesus. I got to put that on. Put your clothes on. You, ever, you know, you know, you know, you kids, you know, your kids start to walk out. Were you You going outside with that? No, you ain't. You ain't. You're not leaving this house where looking like that. I think sometimes God's saying that to us. Terry, you are not leaving the house looking like that. You need to put your clothes on, boy. <laughs> you start walking out the door. And say, hey, hey, hey. You ain't going outside like that. That is not how we dress. You need to put your clothes on. Put your compassion on. Put your kindness on. Put your humility on. Put your gentleness on. Put your patience on. Verse 13 Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any one of you has a grievance against someone else, somebody under your skin right now, and Jesus talking to you right here. Forgive. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love. This is like the robe over all of it. So you got your kindness, you got your gentleness, you got your compassion, you got your patience. And over all that, he says, don't, don't forget your jacket. And don't forget your jacket. Don't walk out of this house without your jacket on. That's love. That's that jacket of love. Over all these things, put on love. And over these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I love that. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Now, this word rule is uh, kind of the idea of an umpire. Like what's going to umpire? What's going to officiate your life? Let peace, the peace of Christ officiate your heart. You got all troubled inside? Let the peace of Christ officiate. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message, or some translations say the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell, embody, abide in you. Let it rule in your hearts. Let it reign, let it keep house. That word dwell literally means like maintain the house. Let the message of Jesus maintain the house. What's gonna maintain your house? The message of Jesus. Who run in this house? The message of Jesus. The message of Christ. That's who runs your house. Your life. Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs in the, from the Spirit. Sing to God with gratitude in your heart. Verse 17, is a good one. Really good. They're all good. I don't, I, don't, I don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm saying 17 is really good. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, whatever you do, whether you say it or you do it, everything, everything. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, God the Father through him. Give thanks to God the Father through him. Giving, God, giving thanks to God through who? Through Jesus. Just send, some, just send some thanks right to God through Jesus. All right, now you're going to talk a little bit about the household. We're going to wrap it up. We've talked about this in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, so we won't spend a lot of time on it. But if you want to hear more about that, we check out Ephesians chapter 5 podcast. We talk a lot about, he kind of rehearses some of the same ideas there as he does here in uh, Colossians 3. So how does this work in in the in the Roman household and in the household today? Wives submit to your husbands as fitting to the Lord. We talked about submission on Sunday. It's this. uh, It doesn't mean husbands are. It doesn't all. Doesn't mean all women submit to men. No, that's not what it means. This is about Christian households, and that are that are that are bound together in love. That are bound together in the love of Christ. It doesn't mean husbands are God. It doesn't mean you don't. Wives submit to your husband because they like the Lord. No, they ain't like the Lord. Man, they ain't even close to like the Lord. <laughs> Every wife in the world know that. Like, Mm-mm, he, ain't like, he ain't like he ain't. He ain't, he getting closer to Jesus, but he ain't Jesus. Let's just put it right. Just put it straight. Um, husbands love your wives, and that's the words agape, love. Love your wives. What agape love? Like God loves us, Sac- self sacrificing love. Husbands, love your wives. And do not be harsh with them. Be nice. Don't be a jerk. Husbands, agape love your wife and don't be a turd. Did I say turd? I meant jerk. (laughs) Uh, See, filthy language. You hear that? You see that? Man, Jesus help (sighs) me. You know you called your husband much worse than that, so I ain't even worried about it. Um... Fathers or children, verse 20. Children, obey your parents in everything. For this please, the Lord. Children, do you do your parents a favor and for one time for the love of Jesus, obey them. For just for the love of for the love of Jesus and all that's right. Children, just listen to your mama, please. And your daddy. Verse 21. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Man, don't don't exasperate your children. Bondservants or slaves. These are people that worked in the household. Obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only with their with their eyes on you to curry their favor, but with sincere heart and reverence for the Lord. You know, your employees, you're working for your boss. Don't just do your work when your boss is watching. You know, you, the boss walked by your office and you're like, Oh man, I'm busy. I got a lot to do today. Well, it was a busy day today. And you sitting there, you sitting there, sitting there surfing Facebook, boy, please. But anyway, not just when he's looking or she's looking. Me busy. I'm busy, busy, busy. Me yeah, busy. Stop it. Stop it. All right, but not just when they occur but with sincere of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, this goes back to the same thing. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working to the Lord, not human masters. Now remember, again, we're just to reiterate because this is super relevant. The Bible doesn't just come out and just overturn slavery, and we said this for a couple of reasons. One is it was a minority group. There's no, they didn't have the, the political power to overthrow uh, slavery in the Roman empire. It, they, were, they were a small group of people in a large empire. So they didn't have the political power to even try to do that. But what happens is the gospel brings in the seed of egalitarianism. The the the, the message of the cross brings in the seed of unity, the seeds of oneness, the seeds of equalness um, and equality. And it, it plants the seed that eventually overturns those um, those sinful uh, structural um, sinful sin structural sin. So so what? So he says, and, and this is example. He's saying, you don't work for the human masters; they're not your property. I mean, you're not their property. You belong to the Lord. This is huge. You don't belong to human masters; you belong to the Lord. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance, you're going to receive the same inheritance as the master if he, sorry, if he knows, if she or she knows Jesus, you're going to get the same reward. You're not a slave to God; you're a joint heir. See, these are the seeds of of revolution that is planted by the gospel. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. See, he says it again. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is and watch this. There is no favoritism. Whoa. Jesus don't love your master more than you know. Not in the gospel. Not according to Jesus. The seeds of the gospel. In verse, I'll read read the next verse because it kind of goes with that same teaching. And uh, tomorrow we'll pick up chapter four. But masters provide your slaves with what is right and fair. Again, they're not your property. You can't treat them any way you want. That's not the way it is in the kingdom of God. Nope, nope, nope. You treat them justly and fairly because you know that you also have a master in heaven. God is watching you. God got his eyes on you. So if you're a boss and you're overlooking people, you're overseeing people, you're managing people, provide what, them what is right and fair because know that God's also your boss and he watching how you're treating his people. Those seeds of the gospel were those powerful seeds that were planted that overturned um, the institution of slavery. Not only back then, but also in our own country. Praise God. All right, you guys. Thanks for jumping on today. Thanks for being a part of this. Hope you guys uh, have a great day and uh, have enjoyed the study. We're going to be doing Colossians chapter 4 tomorrow uh, on the podcast. It won't be on Facebook or Instagram, but it will be on the podcast. So subscribe. It's on Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor. You can hear it in all those places. Google um, and several others. Uh, But, yeah, go there. Sign in the podcast, um, subscribe to it. Hey, even maybe leave a review, you know, say, hey, Terry, he's crazy. But I do get a little bit out of it. It's whatever you want to say. All right, you guys, you know what we do? We read, we pray. It's time to pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that we have been raised with Christ. And uh, so, Lord, we choose today to put our clothes on. We put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Lord, uh, remember, help us to remember what the clothes that we're wearing when we face situations that challenge us, situations that um, are thrown at us. Lord, help us to remember that we are clothed with compassion, gentleness, patience, kindness, that we are clothed with. the, And we have over all of that. We have the robe of love. Um, So, Lord, help us to to wear those clothes uh, in a way that represents you well. Uh, Lord, thank you for my friends. Thank you for their eagerness to learn and to grow and to share together, Lord. Thank you for the cool thing you're doing in this community as we learn together and grow together. Lord, we pray that today we might bring glory and honor to you, Lord, Uh, as fathers, as as wives, as children, as employees, as employers, as managers, um, Lord, whatever positions, multiple positions we we hold, Lord. uh, We pray that we would serve you well because no position that we have is more important than the position that we have, which is we are raised with Christ and God. We've been raised by you. So help us to live like it today. Lord, for those who have special needs, things going on, they need a special touch of grace. May you bless them today, encourage their hearts, give them strength for whatever challenge they face today, and may the peace of God, may the peace of Christ dwell in them richly, managing the house and giving them peace. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Have a great day. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I hope you have a great Thursday. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Colossians chapter four. Hope to see you then. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up,